Good evening, our very loyal listeners. Um, we had some good feedback on our first episode last week. Looking forward to having some more feedback and another great episode this week. So um, I'd like to welcome you all to our second episode. Um, I've got uh, my co-host Matt Rogers here with me. Let's, uh, let's hear a little bit from you, buddy. How's it going, buddy? Um, so we, we got our return to sports this week. Got a little bit of uh, that itch scratched. Uh, still waiting on football, obviously. But Matt, uh, I have to tell you, man, I have been so freaking excited with uh, the return to sports, man. Oh, I've, I bet you have. I, I, I don't been, know if I been doing a little bit of gambling, buddy. Oh, a little bit of sports betting. You know it. Uh, I've had some DFS going. Uh, I've, I've been able to cash in a couple of contests, which uh, which has been nice. Um, uh, we're actually honestly pretty much even, so I mean it's been a slow start. But uh, fantasy baseball isn't my isn't my forte, on, uh, like uh, fantasy football and hockey. But uh, we're doing all right, especially with the single game betting. So yeah, you've uh, been uh, making a little bit of money uh, here from the screenshots you've shown me. Sure so. thing. So hey guys, if you want to head on over to our Twitter page, uh, you'll uh, that's at ffdgens on Twitter. Um, you can find the uh, link to the to my Google Doc, actually, or Google Sheets, uh, with my uh, up-to-date, up-to-the-minute sports betting and uh, results minute. on there. Anytime I make a bet, Matt, I put it in there, and it's 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 there. We got breaking news on this show. Breaking Guaranteed. news on the show. Yeah, this is uh, up-to-the-minute quality uh, sports betting news for you guys. Uh, Especially you listeners when you're listening to this well after we record. Yes. I can't wait for them to see your Monday bets uh, tomorrow and be like, dang, I I wish I would have bet those guys, Um, but that's okay. But hey, everyone, keep an eye out on our Twitter page. Just follow that. uh, Follow us on Twitter, FFDGens. Click on that uh, Google Sheets and you'll see... Uh, you'll see the bets as they're placed, and uh, we're we're up we're up five units uh, after week one, Matt. So we're we're doing okay. Five units isn't bad. Five units isn't bad. Also, if you want to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, it's not the only place that we live. Just Twitter. Uh, we're at the same uh, name, so FFDGens. And that's the same handle at FFDGens on both Facebook and Instagram, along with Twitter. So, Matt, how about you uh, bring us through what we're going to talk about today? So, well, first off, I wanted to make a couple corrections from last week. Uh, I did say that Leonard Fournette had like 85 receptions. He only had 76. And also at one time I referred to Keyshawn Vaughn as a wide receiver and not a running back. So that was a a little bit of a mistake on my part. You got to get good, my friend. I know. We got to edit this more. (laughs) Apparently we should edit our podcast. That was a pretty well all in one take that last one. Hey. we want to have it flowing good, and that's, we don't want to ruin well, the flow works, of things. Right? So we want to we want to show you guys that we are human, and we're just going to do this all in one take. You can listen to us yeah. chat, and uh, you'll you'll hear what we say because words are words, and you'll hear those words. And also, I I did speaking of Keyshawn Vaughn, I have softened my stance a little bit on him. I am. Yeah, Matt, you were I, pretty high on him last week. There I wasn't was a fan. so much news about Rojo this week that would have just. It wasn't uh, looking as good for Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, so Ronald Jones has been living with his trainer in Arizona, uh, working out and catching 300 passes a day, according to uh And how many of those is he dropping, am I right? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I think the objective is to stop dropping them. So, um, yeah, so he's 
he's put on six to eight pounds of muscle, according to sources, and people are starting to get pretty hyped up about Ronald Jones. I th- still think that uh, Keyshawn Vaughn will be the lead back there. Uh, however, I have moved him back a little bit in my rankings and moved Ronald Jones up a little bit as well, so that um, so that they're a little bit closer together. Okay, Matt. Well, how about we uh, get into the next order of business here? What do we got? Um, it uh, looks like we have a little bit of talk about the NFL and the NFLPA yeah, reaching an agreement. That's correct. So the NFL and NFLPA have reached an agreement for 20, the 2020 season. Uh, according to Roger Goodell, the NFL clubs and NFL Players Association have approved an agreement that broadly resolves an all outstanding issues relating to the opening of training camps and the start of the 2020 season. Training camps will begin on, as scheduled. So uh, it'll be next week. Oh, no, sorry. Tuesday, which is tomorrow. Uh, so by the time us. you listen to it, it'll so be So by the time you listen today. to this, uh, all the NFL players will be reporting to camp other than those who are potentially opting out, which is also part of the agreement. Uh, there is an opt-out clause where uh, players who are high risk uh, can still opt out uh, with a $350,000 stipend and their contract will toll. Voluntary opt-outs will receive $150,000 salary adv- advance and their contract will toll as well. And opt-outs have to uh, become are, are due within seven days of the deal being finalized so that puts us at August 3rd I believe um, I, as well in the agreement uh, we have 80 man rosters due uh, three weeks after the agreement so we're looking at mid-August for that time uh, which will be which is cut down from the regular 90 man rosters uh, however, the the teams are allowed 16-man practice squads. We do have that uh, practice squad that's been doubled from last year, Matt. So yes, exactly. That's, Which, uh, that, that's a key part of the agreement uh, between the NFL and NFLPA. Uh, and as well as a part of this uh, agreement, uh, there will be a minimum $175 million salary cap next year, which is down from the $194 million cap this year. Sorry, $198 million this year. Oh, no, this year. This year? Yeah, this year. Miles trying to tell me, oh, that's last year. That's that's, not last year. No, it's $198 million this year. Next year will be at minimum $175 million. And depending on if uh, the NFL loses as much money as they're expecting to, it could uh, be raised. But, yeah. Well, I like that they've taken the same road as the NHL had there in um, locking in that locking in that salary cap for for a number of years uh, for those of you who aren't aware the NHL started off with that with the locking in the salary cap for five straight years mm-hmm. no matter the performance of this year so I, what I do like is that the NFL is leaving that open to bring up some more yeah uh, rather absolutely. than the NHL just saying no 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 it is just it is this this no. is the salary cap for the next we, five we got the minimum of 175 yeah. uh, it'll be uh, interesting next off season depending on uh, if they if the NFL does lose as much money as they're expecting to, uh, what what people are going to sign for because you're not going to see these mega deals out of free agency that we're used to seeing. 
Um, so moving on, uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif, Canadian, be- Canadian, became the first player to opt out of the NFL season. He's the Chiefs offensive lineman, also and- a registered physician. Yeah, and PhD graduate. You need a. Oh no no no! Is that the same thing? I mean, he's a doctor. Uh, yeah, he, he he might look after people once in a while. <laughs> so he's decided to uh, work on the front lines of COVID, help out. Uh, the regular Joes rather than helping out his multi-million dollar teammates. And uh, I honestly, I, I really respect him for that. Um, it takes a lot to turn down the money that he is turning down to fight for uh, the, the average Joe, really. Yeah, he's, do- he's doing a lot for, uh, for the people when it comes to COVID here and in opting out of the season and uh, forfeiting that, uh, that full salary. He's... Uh, it really shows who he is. He's, he's a good old Canadian boy. Heck yeah, he is. <laughs> Super right. Bowl champion. Super Bowl good old champion. Canadian boy. Gotta love him. Gotta yeah. love him. So next we wanted to talk about how well we predicted uh, the Washington football team's name. Damn, Matt. Was I not spot on in predicting the Washington football team's name? Obviously, we just knew ahead of time that... We that Washington was just gonna go simple, go with the Washington football team. We there was the red tails out there, the red wolves. Nah, why why go so fancy? We're just the Washington football team, right? That's the way it should be, and I hope it never changes. Honestly, I'm waiting for the rest of the teams to uh, follow suit and become just the regular football team. Why can't we be like MLS and then the uh, then the Premier League just be instead of the Washington whatever, the Washington FC, Washington Football Club. There or you go. FT. Let's go with Washington Football Team. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, then how, how about we we, we, uh, we make a little bit of a change here and talk about uh, the Seattle football team here. Yeah. So Jamal Adams, safety from the New York Jets, gets traded to the Seattle Seahawks for a 2021 20, and 2022 first-round pick as well as safety Bradley McDougald. So Seattle hasn't had much luck drafting in the first round uh, over recent years. So I'm not saying that it was a good move for them to trade away their first two first round picks for safety. But given their track record, I'm not surprised. And I, I think that Jamal Adams is a uh, proven safety and it's going to really help their defense, especially in the NFC uh, South West. West. NFC West. NFC West. Good one, Matt. Have another one. We just got back from the golf course, and uh, we're not necessarily the most sober as we were last time. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Matt. There's, hey. there's one reason I had to take all that cash off of you today. Oh, you took 20 bucks off me. Relax. We're playing a dollar a hole, so yeah, that, yeah, that goes yeah. to tell you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, thankfully, uh, shout out to our buddy Jeff. He, uh, he, he made both, both of our pockets a little bit deeper today. Poor, poor guy had a tough round. Yeah, we, we were playing a little bit better than him. <laughs> <laughs> so that so, Jamal Adams uh, trade to, to Seattle, I mean, what, what does that do for the Seattle defense? Uh, they've been, they haven't been that, that typical Seattle defense that you've seen over the well, last few years. Realistically, rather than paying a 2021 and 2022 first for Jamal Adams, they could have just signed Earl Thomas and tried to mend the relationship that they had with them. 
Did you not see how Earl Thomas left that last game on that? Oh, it was there? awful. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Mend the relationship. <laughs> I don't think that pay relation- him. I don't think that relationship was going to be mended at all. I I I think that it could have. I I think that Pete Carroll is a strong-minded person, but also he can he can take a step back, look at what's important for his team and important for his players. Could have tried to mend the relationship with Earl Thomas and keep him there because. Earl Thomas is a great safety. However, I am a Baltimore fan. I'm not mad that he went to Baltimore. So <laughs> <laughs> that is that's fair. That's fair. So um, I, I do I do think we'll see a better Seahawks uh, defense this year than we have. Oh yeah, last, he obviously uh, adds couple. quite a bit to he, that defense. He really um, does, and uh, that that does that does a lot for the Seahawks when it comes to the uh, NFC West uh, playoff spot. There. Yeah, I mean you're facing the Cardinals, the Rams, and the 49ers. And those 49ers are pretty damn good, Matt. Yeah, tell tell us a bit more about the 49ers and why you like them so much. You know what? They're a great team. And they've got the sexiest quarterback on planet Earth. He is. That's all you need. Called Jimmy GQ for a reason. For sure, that's all you need, Jimmy GQ. Whether what you know what he can throw five passes in a game, and (laughs) and the Niners will still win. That's how good that that's how good that Niners team is, Matt. Well, yeah, I I mean the running backs are good. Uh, Kyle Shanahan likes to rotate them in and out and keep things. Fluid with the running back situation. You know so let, let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, about about the San Francisco running backs here. And um, oh yeah, because Raheem Mo- Moster, yes, he was able to sign today with the 49ers. Breaking um, news again. This is actually pretty much breaking news. Happened like two hours ago it, when it, from exactly. when we're recording. So yeah, running back uh, Raheem Moster. He's uh, he's back with the Niners today after his uh, breakout season last year. Uh, where he, uh, he he led the team in rushing. Um, trying to find the numbers here on... Um, Crushed it in the playoffs. Trying to find the numbers here on, on the actual price of the deal. I think it was $5 million. I want to say it was $5 million a, was it that low? a, a year. Yes, it wasn't, it wasn't very, very large. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so with his new incentives, Mostert could actually make over $5 million in 2020. Um, he didn't... Uh, he, he did get a $250,000 signing bonus, just making up for the rushing yards uh, uh, incentive that he just missed last year. Mm-hmm. But um, I, you know what? I, and I was saying, I was saying in our last episode that I do think Mostert, wow, Mostert. Is, Mostert. <laughs> Mostert. He's the Mostert guy. Raheem must start. Yes. Um, he, 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 uh, he, I mean, he led the team, right? And I was saying that I do believe he is going to be back with the Niners, and he is in a great position uh, behind that offensive line with a team that does like to run the ball. Oh, you yeah, do absolutely. have the return of Jarek McKinnon. Yes. This year, so well, we'll, we'll maybe. see. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> There's still a training camp to go. <laughs> There's still training camp and at least one preseason game, so <laughs> we'll see. Um, it's. Uh, I think. I think we can see Mostert though with with a good year this yeah, year. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I see Tevin Coleman taking away some of his snaps. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan likes to mix in multiple running backs into his offensive scheme. Uh, but Mostert is the guy to own in fantasy, I believe, this year. Um, Right now he's been drafted around running back 25, 24. So he is pretty good value at that 
spot. Not bad I'm at not... all for uh, not bad at all for a player who's uh, who earned over 300 rushing yards and five TDs in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm still not expecting him to do it week in and week out because they do like to use running backs a lot uh, and different running backs. It seems like. Uh, every game, a, a new guy, whoever has the hot hand is the one that's going to be played the most. So if Mostert can keep the hot hand, then he's going to be a great f- value in fantasy. But uh, if he falls off, even just slightly, he could be taken over week to week by one of the other running backs. Okay, so, so I, I actually have a question for you, uh, for you Matt. Um, please. Do you see Raheem Mostert uh, hitting that 1,100 rushing yard uh, mark that he did last year? Uh, Yes. Yes, I do. I think that he could hit 1,100 yards rushing because he's going to have some games where he gets 200 yards on the ground, (laughs) and he's going to have other games where he might get 50 or 60 yards on the ground. So if you you average them out, I think that he will uh, get at least – 80 yards a game. Okay. And, uh, which, and how about those uh, 13 rushing TDs that he had last year? He had 13 last 13 year? 13 rushing TDs Stop. last year. Stop. Don't tell me. Yes. 100%. 13 rushing yards. Is that in playoffs or two? Or? That doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah. See? I'm, I'm looking at regular season because we're talking about fantasy football <laughs> it is, here. It, it, it is included in the playoffs, yes. Yeah. So how many did he have in the regular season? He did have, uh, it would be eight, eight in the regular season. Okay. So, so yeah, I, see, I, I think I, I could, put him right around... I, I I'd have him at nine for for this season, uh, maybe if if, we, if I were to set the over under, I'd say nine and a half. But um, you're, you're saying nine and a half for the over under, and yeah. I'm taking the under on that all taking day. Taking the under on nine and a half. Yeah, I'm really? I'm seeing him get like seven or eight. Okay. Because uh, like I said, they like to mix in the running backs there. They they do, they sure do. Yeah. So you know what, we'll agree to disagree on that one, Matt. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know what? I know Pay I, me once uh, once he gets under nine. Hey. Or nine and a half, I should say. Oh, it'll it'll be more than nine and a half. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll come back to that. It is on record. Okay. That uh, hey, this is a bet. Yeah. All right. That's a, that's a bet. All right. Okay. Okay. We'll work out the financials of that deal. Yeah. Sounds good. But, we uh, we we made a bet earlier today too, because uh, uh, later in the show we are going to be talking about a best ball draft that we did together. Uh, we were drafting from the ninth spot, and. Uh, later in the rounds, we had debated whether to take Kirk Cousins or Philip Rivers as our second quarterback. So I wanted Rivers. Miles wanted uh, Kirk Cousins, and I bet him that Philip Rivers would have more fantasy points this year than Kirk Cousins would because the offensive line in Indianapolis is stacked. They're a top five offensive line. He's going to have lots of time to throw the ball, not like he did in Los Angeles. And I think that he's going to throw for a lot of yards. And I think he's got uh, more targets to throw to in Indianapolis than Kirk Cousins has in Minnesota. I'm, I'm just I'm seeing a good year from the Vikings offensively this year. I, I, think I, I, I totally agree with you, but they're going to be a rush, running team. You, know, you also had to consider the possibility of the Dalvin Cook holdout. Yeah. Which is maybe weighing in a little bit more on, on my thought here with uh, with Yeah, with I was going to say, but, uh, Madison can fill in for Cook pretty well. Madison's okay. He's probably one of the better <laughs> backups he, in the league. He's definitely one of the better, better backups in the league. I'll yeah. agree with you on that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll again. It, it we'll let the uh, we'll let oh, cousins and yeah. rivers uh, show us this yeah, season. We're gonna have to write down these bets. I think it's on record. You oh. don't have to write it down. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, what, are we going to go back and listen to all these podcasts? Well, I listen to them. Doubt. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay now uh, in, in, in all seriousness though uh, you should listen to us um and we both listen to us as well yeah. um maybe me more than a little bit more than matt but uh i just love hearing my voice so that's, all, <laughs> that's you that narcissist <laughs> you know it uh you know let, let's move into a little bit more uh, qb talk and i know we talked a lot about the washington football team last episode but we just have to talk about alex smith is alex he back smith is Back. He has been cleared to play uh, according to his surgical team. Uh, he's allowed to take contact uh, at, two years after suffering a gruesome broken leg. I, I remember watching that game and seeing a snap live. That was disgusting. Um, I've, I've seen a couple times where players have broken bones before in game and that was probably one of the worst ones I've seen. Um, I, he's worked well through his physiotherapy, though, and everyone was in agreement that his bone was in a really good place. So it, it's really great to see him back on the field after uh, suffering what looked like could be a career-ending injury. Yeah, that was the worst injury I've seen live since that Anderson Silva broken leg. Oh, that, that, was, that, that was gross. Mm. Yeah, oh, it wrapped around his oh, leg and yeah. all. Oh, yeah, that was so thing. gross. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then there was that other one in uh, March Madness about. Uh, oh about, yeah, yeah, the uh, guy's ankle. It was uh, Louisville. Louisville. The guy went up for a three, came down came on his down ankle. Oh man, snapped. that was gross. Anyway, oh. for all you who are, uh, I'm squeamish. Yeah. Squeamish when it comes to that stuff. For those stuff. of you who are yeah. super squeamish, we'll stop talking about it. But yeah. So what, what does this? Uh, new, what does this news have to uh, make you think about uh, the Dwayne Haskins situation? Honestly, it uh, I think it puts a lot of pressure on Dwayne to perform early in the season. I, I still believe that uh, Dwayne will be the starting quarterback um, for Washington. Come week one, yeah. Yeah, come week one. But it, it, it's tough, though. Like If Alex Smith is still in the same uh, shape that he was when he first is, started for Alex the Smith Washington team, he is. He's, he's like one of those solid guys who is... A little bit above average. I'm not going to say he is just average. I put him ahead of like maybe the likes of Eli Manning, who is like the most average quarterback that I have seen, even though he won two Super Bowls, uh, went on a couple hot streaks. But he is a shout out uh, to the Giants fan. Yeah, shout that. out to the <laughs> Giants fan there. He is a he has a level of consistency that is hard to come by in the NFL. So it. it I know that they want to get um, Dwayne Haskins more involved, and obviously they drafted him pretty high last year. But uh, I don't know. I, I think that Alex Smith really challenges Dwayne Haskins for the starting role this year. So moving on to some other news, uh, we had A.B. retire again. Antonio Brown has announced his retirement for what the third or fourth time. You know what, I'm, in getting, I'm getting the, sick. as many I'm years getting sick of this stuff with Antonio Brown. Honestly, I mean, he, like, what did, what did he do? Like, he's had all of these. He's had so many chances, and what he talked his way out of Pittsburgh. Okay, right. Yep. He, then he goes to Oakland, well, the Raiders. Yeah, and he he's he's doing fine, and then he gets himself in trouble there, and. Yep. Uh, then okay, let's let's give him let's give him a shot here in New England, where 
Oh, hey, let's continue to get in trouble. Does he does he even want to play football anymore, Matt? Honestly, like if he if he just shut his mouth. I, I know that's bad for free speech and stuff, but if he was just focused more on the 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 playing aspect of football and not so wrapped up in his own ego that he had felt the need to constantly call out people and talk down on others uh, in a public forum, he'd be fine. He's still got it. He's what thirty years old now. He's not. Uh, he's he's not old. I'm pretty. I'm pretty he's, sure he's, he's thirty years old. He's not. He's not young, but uh, he, he's certainly not old. Uh, oh, he's, he's, like right, he, he's right in the middle of the pack there. He's, he's a. He's uh. He's thirty-two. He's thirty-two. He is thirty-two, oh. but uh, he's certainly got some talent. Well, I was off. Well, hey, uh, we, we did go over all of your uh, mistakes from last episode. I yeah, we better correct them in podcasts now. From now on, rather than uh, trying to. <laughs> it's, I can only correct them as fast as I can work the Google machine, Matthew. Yeah, that Google machine works pretty well. <laughs> eh? it, it it works it works well all the time. But you know what? So AB a- did call on the league to complete the investigation on those uh, off-field issues that he's had. Mm-hmm. Um, so with training camps about to open, we're going to be hearing about a imminent um, Antonio Brown suspension. Um, yeah, number like, and this honestly, this is just a PR stunt. I I think do, he he wants really to get it. So yeah, he he just wants to get his name out there. Get people talking about him again, he so could, that he could get maybe, word this week on his suspension. Oh, absolutely, which would really pave the way for the uh, decision that the Seahawks have to make. If yeah, if but it doesn't do matter because he's re- retired. So, <laughs> hey, I I don't believe this for one. I don't believe that retirement for one second. No. Um, yeah. Russell Wilson has been advocating for Antonio or for Seattle to sign Brown. Yeah, um, there have been another a they, few they, other teams. They've been working out together this summer. Yeah. That's true. They were working out earlier in the off season, so I, I think I think if we see a, a short suspension, um, I, I think we three to four it. games. I'm, I'm I think. thinking two or three games. Um, I, I'm leaning more towards the two. But well, like if he gets suspended for three or four games, do you think a team signs him? Um, I I'd say if they yes, I, I, yeah. I can see him playing in Seattle this year. I would not draft him. Not even not in best ball, not in anything. Really, I would not draft. Oh, him. I'd, I'd take a late round flyer, like maybe like maybe thirteenth, fourteenth round. I will have maybe one percent. Not in redraft. One percent. Not percent. Not, not taking him. No, in not in redraft. No. I would have at max maybe a one percent share of Antonio Brown in best balls. Yeah, just to say, eh, yeah, I got him. Yeah. Hey, and my luck, it'll be know. the team that I just do crap all with anyway. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, with that being said, oh, wait, we've got a little bit of breaking news. Uh, Four other players have decided to opt out of the 2020 season. Baltimore Ravens wide receiver and return specialist DeAnthony Thomas, Seattle Seahawks offensive lineman Chance Warmack, uh, New England Patriots fullback Danny Vitale, and... Dallas Cowboys cornerback Maurice Kennedy have all decided to opt out. Well, I, I do understand their concerns for COVID. Um, yeah. I, th- uh, I will say, thankfully, none of them are a... Uh, are any, you don't have to worry about any of them for fantasy anyway. No. So uh, we're okay there. I mean, yeah. Vitaly, he, he, you never know what the Patriots and Belichick... He, yeah. he could get, t- <laughs> yeah, exactly. get 10 touchdowns this year, yeah. but no one would have dropped <laughs> well, him anyway. Exactly. So. <laughs> He would have been like the Jonas Grave a couple seasons ago, <laughs> a forty-point week or something like that. Exactly. 
Uh, you must like Travis Cray. This is two weeks in a row you've mentioned him, Matt. Hey, man. He he showed up for like three weeks or whatever. In he, the he did okay a couple seasons ago. So why not? Yeah, why not? I, I, I hear you. I hear you. So now we want to go through our best ball team that we drafted earlier. Uh, as I said earlier, we were drafting from the ninth spot. So let's start us off uh, in the first round. We had McCaffrey go first. Barkley goes second, Elliott third, Kamara fourth, Michael Thomas fifth, Dalvin Cook sixth, Nick Chubb seventh. I thought that was a little bit early for I, Chubb. I thought it was a little bit early for Cook uh, as well. Really? Eh? Especially, uh, just I, I'm not taking him. I'm not taking him at six he, with. He's the, gonna uh, sign before the season uh, starts, I'm, man. He's got no leverage. They can use COVID as a leverage. We'll agree to disagree on that one, but I wouldn't be taking Cook any sooner than ninth. Okay, whatever. Uh, Derek Henry, eighth. And then when it came up to us at ninth, uh, we had a couple guys that we were looking at. Uh, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs. I tried to advocate for Jacobs, but we also tried to play the ADP game and uh, get him in the we, second round. We Yes, we were hoping for either. We were really feeling good that either Sanders or uh, Jacobs would fall to us and uh, at, at uh, 2.4. Neither of them did. Fortunately, <laughs> it didn't happen. Not upset about the pick we got, yeah. but definitely would have been much happier with either Sanders yeah. or Jacobs. So we picked Joe Mixon. Uh, I think the Cincinnati offense is going they to really be a bolst- much... They've really bolstered the offensive they, line. They really have. I think Mix- Mixon has a lot of talent. There are quite a few... Um, players to like mouths to feed there uh but i think with the rookie quarterback he's going to be going to the running back quite a bit joe mason can catch the ball joe mason can run the ball he's maybe, a great maybe player you, maybe you can even take a good old geo bernard on a, on a late round flyer in a best ball yeah absolutely I mean, he, he, he can go off for a couple touchdowns. i'll tell you right now that we didn't but no you know. we, we definitely didn't. <laughs> why but not why not it, uh go for geo bernard with it, the, it is an option yeah so after Mixon went Kenyon Drake, uh, Devontae Adams, Miles Sanders at the uh, turn, as well as Josh Jacobs. Those were the two that we were hoping for, and Team 12 was the one who ended up getting them. After that was Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, and then it came back to us with the 204. We did decide to go with Aaron Jones here. It was it was really a no-doubter for us at uh, with players that were on the board. Yeah. Not, you know, our but hey, you know what? Let's announce our bust of the year. Yeah, Let's who went it. right after? He went right after Aaron Jones in this to team number eight. We got him at uh, two point five. Austin Eckler, bust of the year. Write it down. Write it down. Book it. <laughs> he Book it. Scratch it. Do just, whatever the frick you want with it. He's almost four. Hey, <laughs> we want to keep it PG here. PG thirteen. PG thirteen. I mean, so, according to FCC guidelines, you you are allowed to drop one f bomb in a PG thirteen film. So. Is that how that works? Yeah, it is. How, I, many I times, at, how many times can I call you a cuck, Matt? Uh, well, you can call me a cuck as many times as you want. Perfect. That's all I need to know. Um, because <laughs> I do like to cuck it up sometimes. Oh, you know it. Uh, I, I, I was. I but was, anyways, we went with Aaron Jones. I was always wondering what because, that chair was doing in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Shut, shut up. <laughs> um, so so Aaron Jones. Although we're probably going to see some touchdown regression from him and the Green Bay offense this year, and with A.J. Dillon coming in, we're uh, not expecting 
as much fantasy production, but he's still a running back one. He is still an RB one, and he and at this point here, he he was the best on he was the best on the board, and yep. uh, we couldn't not go with Jones. No, couldn't pass him up. No. So our next pick didn't come until uh, three point uh, three point nine uh, before, and to close out the second round, we end up seeing Eckler, Kelsey, Hopkins, Godwin, Kittle, Galladay, OBJ, Evans. OBJ so early. Y- you know what? He's got talent. Yeah, I mean, if you're a believer in OBJ, then I suppose I, I you can take I, him early. I, I'm not but. totally against uh, Team 2 here in uh, taking OBJ. Uh, he probably could have gotten him at uh, at 3.02, 3.02. Yeah. Um, and taken maybe a... Well, Mike Evans went Mike right Evans, after him. Mike Evans went right after him. I would have taken Evans yeah. over Beckham. But. So he anyway, Team 2 ended up here with uh, Beckham and Robinson as their uh, first two uh, wide receivers. I would prefer here a uh, Evans Beckham over a uh, over a yeah. Evans Robinson. I, I agree. Yeah. So uh, you mean Beckham Robinson? Yeah. Yes, Beckham Robinson. I have another one, but oh my goodness, I will. I'm thirsty. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Okay. So to start the third round, we had Leonard Fournette go, Allen Robinson, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and our first quarterback at three point four, Lamar Jackson, followed by DJ Moore, who. I, I, I like him at that spot. I, uh, the, however, Team 5, uh, he had announced in the uh, chat that he was going 0RB. Uh, now, this guy didn't take his first running back until the seventh round. And there was a grossness he got gosh. here. His first two running backs, James White and Sony Michelle, both oh, no. from the New England Patriots. And then following that up in the ninth round was Matt Breida. This poor guy... Won't stand a chance. He he even said that he, he really didn't like his he, team. He was not happy. Uh, there was another guy in the chat who was trying to say, uh, it's it's worked a few times here and there. If you're going to do it, don't do it at the fifth spot because seeing how this is working out, it is yeah, not good. Absolutely. So after DJ Moore went, Todd Gurley. He took Pat- a tight end before he took a running back. He did. He took, yeah. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Patrick. Yeah. I, I know you're upset. It's gross. I can't even. We do have it. to get through this best ball draft though, buddy. Uh, team seven took Patrick Mahomes, uh, followed by James Conner. I think that was a little early on Conner. I'm I'm too skeptical about his uh, injury history there in Pittsburgh. If he can stay healthy, that's a great pick. Yes, I agree with that. I'll leave I it don't at that. believe that he will though. So coming up with our third round pick uh, at the ninth spot, we'd solidified our running back core. Uh, and by the way, uh, the the setup for this is. Uh, one quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, a flex, tight end, and uh, defensive Defensive special teams. Yeah. And it's a, it is a one-point PPR uh, contest. Yes. So we solidified our running back group. And so we felt comfortable picking this next player, who is a rookie and is on a very good – or is sorry – is behind a very good offensive line, which I had alluded to earlier in the pod. So you want to take it away, Miles? A little bit of uh, you did a little bit of foreshadowing. I might have. I may have planned that. I didn't even notice it, to be honest with you. Anyway, we went with uh, Jonathan Taylor here with the Indianapolis Colts. I like Jonathan Taylor at this spot. We've he- got two solid running backs. We can afford to uh, wait a couple weeks for Jonathan Taylor to really take over the RB one spot in Indianapolis. Which I, I think it'll take him like you know, maybe Matt, four or I, five I, weeks. I am, I am quite happy with our team here. Um, yes. in, in the uh, in in the, the the base that we've set uh, with, I think we have a, a solid floor uh, with a lot of 
breakout yeah. players, a lot of players who can put up uh, 30, 40 plus points in a week. Absolutely. And that is what you need in a best ball, right? I don't care if they put zeros on the board for every week and they put up a 50 one week. Yeah. I don't care about that. Especially uh, if I took absolutely. you in the 16th round, like LaVisca going, Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're looking for players with upside in the best ball. Um, so having two solid picks with Mixon and Jones, Taylor yeah. just made sense for yeah, us. Just made sense for sure. And uh, he was de- he was definitely um, higher on our charts than Melvin Gordon and Lev Bell, who went uh, immediately, went after, immediately him. after him. Uh, our next pick came at pick nine with uh, Cup, Thielen, Johnson, uh, David Johnson, and Calvin Ridley going before us. And here's where we say, you know what, we need to pick. We need to pick some receivers. We got to get yep. those uh, receivers down. We got our two. We, we, we got our three running backs. We got our three running backs already, and we said, "Hey, we got sniped with Calvin Ridley here, yep. but uh, our backup anyway was AJ Brown, who we yep. ended up going with." Um, I'm, I'm we very we happy. debated between uh, AJ Brown, Amari Cooper, and Robert Woods at this spot. Uh, we also did talk about DJ Chark, and we were hoping Chark would fi- uh, drop to us at, in the next uh, round. Yeah, we tried the, to play the, the ADP. Yeah, we but, tried to play uh, the Chark ADP. Chark ended up going at the end of this fourth round, but it it's okay. We're we're all right with who we've got here. Yeah, and uh, and another running back who, if we had gone uh, wide receiver in the last round, was on the board was Chris Carson. I think Chris Carson is going to have a great season. Bumble. Uh, you know what he. It was just last year that he had the fumble issues. I don't think that it's going to be something that he continues, but who knows? He's getting older for a running back, I suppose. But, I mean, he's, what, 26, 27? I'm going to look it up right now. Oh, well, he's looking that up. We'll move on a little bit more there. So we did talk about uh, Cooper Woods, uh, who ended up going um, not too long after A.J. Brown in that fourth round. Uh, Juju, Singletary. Chris Carson is 25 years old. I wouldn't say that's old. No, never mind. If he was 26, yeah. Obviously, he's yeah. an old running yeah. back. Maybe he's got a late birthday. Uh, <laughs> September 16th. So he'll, he'll, he'll be 26, 26 this year. So Matt, st- Matt stands by his uh, old comment there on uh, Chris Fumble. Carson. You better believe it. He's a year younger than me, <laughs> and I'm calling him old. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Continue. Ooh, continuing from there, uh, Singletary, uh, Andros, Wow, and Andrews, Andros, yeah, Andrews, Shark, and Mark Ingram uh, closed out the fourth round. Um, did you know Tyler Lockett? He's old. How old is Tyler Lockett? He's not young. Yeah. Oh, I, I, you're not going to tell me I, I, an age. I, I, you're I'm just going to tell doing, me he's old. I'm doing this thing again. Speaking here. of old uh, speaking people, speaking of old players, though, Tyler Tyler Lockett is not. Um, he, he's not. He's not a young guy, and he's one of those. He's one of those guys that feels like he's in his. Like twenty five ish, he's twenty seven. Like that—that that doesn't surprise me, to be honest. He's not that, that. That's not old for a wide receiver, man. I was surprised to hear that he was twenty seven. He's played like four years or five years in the oh, league, man. That's maybe it's just me, but yeah, it is. Maybe, you, maybe, you cock. It's, maybe it's the injuries that he's been dealing with that makes me feel like makes it seem like he's older. I don't. Well, know. he had a, he had a couple of injuries early on in his career, but yeah, like maybe that maybe that's why. Quit being a cuck and I'm, let's get back okay. to this draft. I'll, I'll be all right. Now. So to start the sixth round, we had Marlon Mack we're, go we're off the We're actually into the fifth board. round, Matt. So uh, we did see Lockett at the top of the fifth, oh, uh, shit. followed by Montgomery, uh, Cam Akers, uh, DeAndre Shipped, a couple, uh, couple, two straight uh, uh, rookie running backs there. Uh, Zach Ertz going to that uh, zero RB guy. 
You're throwing <laughs> me off with Lockett there. I'm sorry. I guess I did. Uh, we, we were hoping for uh, Terry McLaurin to drop to us here uh, yeah. along with Shark, but obviously Shark went in the last round, and McLaurin went uh, three picks ahead. Um, Damian Williams at that uh, five point uh, five point seven. That Yuck. was uh, that was a yucky pick. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, not by us. But, yes, but to uh, team number seven. And team eight um, went with Cortland Sutton, and we were on the board with the ninth pick in the fifth round. You know, Matt, Matt talked a lot about Metcalf um, in last week's episode, and yes. he's he's just really. I'm mesmerized. Amused. He's memor- mesmerized by those packs, those arms. Everything. Those abs, like what's not to like about this guy? Maybe he's route running, but maybe, maybe <laughs> he's route running. But phenomenal speed, phenomenal size, and uh, we decided to go with DK, Met- to go with DK Metcalf. Metcalf there. We, you got a good quarterback throwing in the ball. Russell Wilson's gonna make some efficient plays, and as he's done for his entire career, um, I think that DK Metcalf could take over this season for the wide receiver one. Role, uh, and he is of, much younger than the very, very yeah, plain old very, 27-year-old Tyler yeah, Lockett. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's so old. <laughs> Was he 24? <laughs> he is 22, uh, 22 years old. Even better. Exactly. Love him. All I like how the, the first picture that comes up on Google, too, it's is... It's him and Pete Carroll, right? No, no, it's oh. the one with the, all those like buff guys flexing in the gym. Oh, and yes. he's he's just got like an eight pack in that there. That is a beauty picture. My favorite picture. Anyways, is, I saw the picture on your nightstand, eh? Yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, after Metcalf went Kareem Hunt, Raheem Mostert, who we had talked about earlier, and I think that this was before his deal was done. This was, so this, this was ends just up, before uh, that deal was done. This might end up being a good uh, pick for that team, although his top two uh, running backs before he, that he were really needed Mostert there. Bell and uh, Johnson, with Bell and David Johnson yeah. uh, before. Ugh, Love Bell is just gross. Yeah, not we we, we considered talking about Love Bell as our bust of the year, but no, he's not even worth it. He's no. not even worth saying that's a bust. Oh, he's, he's getting drafted around RB15 area. He shouldn't be. I, I see him as like a RB20. RB no, not I've that low. RB20 at worst, mm. I'd say. I'd say he's going to be between 15 and 20, honestly. like He's he's not going to get um, – well, sorry, he, he is going to get a lot of volume in that uh, Can't do anything offense, behind that O-line. He's, yeah, he, he's not a – north-south running back he's too shifty in that backfield uh with that uh not the best o-line uh probably middle of the pack now that they've made a couple of uh pickups this offseason and the jets are going to be a team that's playing from behind a lot of the time which doesn't bode well for left it it could be good for his ppr value though i mean dump offs yeah Darnold doesn't really like realistically there's uh there's not too many wide receivers in that uh, <laughs> that's that is true receiving core if that you're are. gonna if you're gonna find any value from bell it would be in a ppr league yep absolutely um, so I, I i'm not looking at him in any standard league whatsoever anyway back to our uh, so after Mostert <laughs> went uh keenan allen stefan diggs aj green dak prescott and back to us so uh matt was able to talk me into a uh into a ravens player here uh, in uh, in Mr. Marquise Hollywood Brown, yes sir. Now it, See, it did make a lot of big sense. jump for him. This it year. did make a lot of sense to take uh, to take especially in basketball, here. especially in basketball, and, and that was the point that uh, that, that really uh, made me say, yeah, let's yeah. do it. So Miles Miles wanted Tyler Boyd at this spot. However, I think that Boyd um, provides, although he provides a solid floor, I think he's going to get a lot of receptions this year. 
Uh, I don't really see him having huge breakout weeks. I think that A.J. Green is more likely to do that in the Cincinnati offense. And considering we already had Mixon uh, from Cincinnati on our team, yeah. we decided to go with Hollywood Brown. He's played. He played a lot injured uh, last year, and I, I think that coming into this season fully healthy, he has a real opportunity to be a deep threat in Baltimore. I see Lamar Jackson's passing numbers going up this season and maybe coming. Well, I don't think they could go down. Yeah. <laughs> First statement. <laughs> don't you recall that at the Pro Bowl skills comp, who 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 was the, who was the the receiver that scored more on the pass on the on the passing challenge? Jarvis Landry. It was Jarvis Landry yeah. scored higher on the passing challenge at the Pro Bowl than Lamar Jackson did. Yeah. Speaking of Jarvis Jarvis Landry, he went right after uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh, followed by J.K. Dobbins, another Raven. Uh, Ronald Jones. Way too early for J.K. Dobbins here, though. Yeah, it was a little early. Um, <laughs> Ronald Jones, T.Y. Hilton, Devontae Parker. Then we had a couple quarterbacks and Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson go. Uh, Marlon Mack to end the sixth round instead of start the fifth, like I had said earlier. Uh, Debo Samuel to start the seventh. Darren Waller, Tyler Boyd. Hoping he would have made it back to us, but yeah, we were hoping. No such like. He went, he went right between uh, the right, right smack dab in the middle of our yeah. two picks. Darius Geis, James White, uh, Michael Gallup, Will Fuller, and Deshaun Watson. Right before we had our pick. So since we had had our, uh, we've got our three running backs or, or receivers. Three, sorry, yes. Thank you for correcting. Figure it out. You know what? At least we're correcting it now and not a week later. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, we we decided to go with um, with a safe pick here in Marvin Jones, someone who we know is going to put up decent numbers every week. Yeah, uh, you can't go I, with too many boomer buzz players because then you're gonna some weeks you'll end up sure you'll end up one week with uh, 100 points. <laughs> well, maybe not 100 points, but <laughs> well, so you can end up one week with uh, 60 or 70 points between your three receivers, yeah. but you still want to get that. 15 to 18 base that uh, Marvin Jones is going to give you. Yeah, and I, I like the Detroit offense this year. I've said that before. Uh, Marvin Jones is going to get see a lot of volume in yeah. that offense. And, and we had gone into the draft um, really knowing we were going to end up with Matt Stafford. Uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> so knowing that we were targeting Matt Stafford, we said, yeah, I think Marvin, we think Marvin Jones is going to be a great pick here. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Johnson, who I was kind of pushing for at this spot, um, he's. I think he's going to be a lot like Antonio Brown. Uh, it's, that's a that's a stretch for me. Um, <laughs> so he, we, he benefited from uh, quarterbacks who didn't have a rapport with Juju. He, uh, but he was he he, he was, was catching passes. No, he, from, he was he was a good he was a great uh, wide receiver last year. Sneaky value. Yeah, uh, I, I think he'll be okay in the seventh round. I I see his. Uh, I see him probably putting up similar numbers this year, I think, with ben, Big Ben back under center. But who knows? If Big Ben gets injured again, you could always see a, a breakout from Deontay. Thankfully, we didn't end up with Big Ben in this league, uh, even though we were considering him. Uh, we went with a uh, – I was able to convince Matt on Kirky, Mr. Yeah, Kirky Cousins yeah, here. Yeah. So we ended up getting Kirk Cousins after So, so after Deontay Johnson off. went uh, Tyler Higby, Tariq Cohen, Tevin Coleman – uh, to start the eighth round. Eighth? Uh, yeah, yes. eighth round, my friend. Good for me. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn and Darius Slayton. So we, we kind of got sniped with uh, Darius Slayton. We were hoping that, uh, based on his ADP, that he would make it back to us. 
but we ended up going with another receiver instead. Yeah, we went with the uh, the old Arizona Cardinals receiver here. Uh, not the old one, but the the, the very young one here, yeah. Christian Kirk. It was an old, not an old. Good old boy, Christian Kirk. Good old Christian Kirky. Um, yeah, we, we were um, we were hoping for Slayton, but we did have our uh, backup uh, backup here in Christian Kirk, and we're happy that we got Kirk as well. Uh, following, next, uh, fo- yeah, following Kirk um, Ingram or Evan Ingram rather with the uh, the tight end there, uh, Manuel Sanders, Jordan Howard, Sony Michelle, Brandon Cooks, who I do like. Yeah, uh, I, Julian I, Edelman, Latavius Murray, Mike Williams to round out the eighth round, followed by back-to-back um, tight end picks uh, at uh, 9.1 and 2 with uh, Hunter Henry and Hayden Hurst. Yep. Um, on Johnson, C.D. Lamb, Matt Breida, Alexander Madison. Good pick. I think that's a great pick at the, yeah. at the middle of the ninth. In, in the middle of the ninth, I, I like Alexander Madis- yeah. Madison as well. Yeah, uh, Nicole Hardman, Philip Lindsay, and then our first tight end. Someone yeah. who uh, I'll let you. Uh, so this talk this about. was my pick because I am high on this guy this year. Um, we went with Mike Gesicki. So late into last season, Mike Gesicki had a bit of a breakout with Preston Williams injured, and developed the rapport with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who will likely start the season for the Miami Dolphins. Who we also got late in this draft, Matt. Yes, we did. So we got that stack as well. Uh, Mike it usually takes tight ends two to three years to really solidify themselves as fantasy options in uh, fantasy football. And this is Mike Gesicki's third year, and he's had a bit of a breakout towards the end of his second year. Uh, he scored very high uh, in the combine when he was originally drafted. He was a very highly touted pick, and I think that this year is a breakout year for Mike Gesicki, uh, even, even if last year's breakout didn't convince you. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll tell you. We'll tell you a little bit more about our uh, best ball strategy here. Um, we, we really do need to make sure that we get our three quarterbacks, and um, maybe it's yes. a bad time to explain a little bit about best ball to some of you, uh, being in the middle of our best ball draft. <laughs> <laughs> but um, be- best best ball. These is, guys are like, um, why are these guys picking these players? This is an awful draft. <laughs> what do they mean? Boom bust. What Marquise Brown? Huh? <laughs> so Anyways. best ball is a, it's a um, it's an optimal lineup format where you draft your team you forget about it it's the the computer does it all for you uh, whoever scores highest in those positions the computer slots in uh, in your lineup and then uh, it's from there on out it's just it's fantasy football you exactly. just don't have to worry about your lineup so it's really cool especially for those of you who love drafting and if you're listening to us uh, in at the end of uh, at the end of July then you're you probably like drafting yeah. Absolutely. Right? Um, so, <laughs> so this yeah. If we you got the hardos on this podcast. We do right now. We for sure. So yeah, if you love drafting, and um, I mean, they have they have contests for as low as five dollars. Yeah, exactly. five bucks. You can enter a contest. You can, you can get one dollar contest. You can get one dollar contest. You can on probably some get sites. like twenty five cent contests. I'm I'm sure that they exist. I don't know where, but probably on FanDuel. I know FanDuel runs a lot oh, of uh, lower yeah, okay. lower price contests. Uh, yeah. We end up with a uh, BB tens uh, best best ball tens uh, contest through uh, through the NFFC. Uh, and jeez, um, jeez, uh, what's his name? Tom Kasanich and uh, the other guy who who run that one. I don't know why you're looking at me like I know these <laughs> no, guys. I have no idea. No, who they're, they're. they've they've they've, uh, <laughs> they've had, they have a great system set up here, and um, they they do quite quite well. It, actually, I was in a draft. Sorry, I just want to tell you a little bit about the customer service here. Go for it. I was in a draft last year. It was a long draft, uh, four hours per pick. Mm-hmm. And um, buddy in the draft. This was a higher stakes one. Uh, but buddy in the draft had accidentally picked someone who he didn't want 
so right away he types in the chat hey tom <clears throat> hey tom i need i need help and tom kastanich pop, pops into the chat he's like hey how can i help you within five minutes of asking for help and uh yeah he he uh he said i didn't mean to pick this it was a misclick and he, he, thankfully it was before the next guy made his pick so he quickly reversed it he got his guy so i think i mean not a lot of commissioners will do that for you, oh, no. but uh, the customer service here, especially, understand that it, it was a higher, it was a higher stakes league. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he was in there um, to to fix things. So anyway, that's how uh, best balls work. And uh, let's get back to uh, to our. So uh, after draft. Mike Kosicki, we had Zach Moss, Josh Allen, uh, Austin Hooper, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, and Jared Cook go before our next pick. So we had a couple of uh, gee, three running backs go in the last four picks. So we or three quarterbacks go in the last three picks. Figure it out, bud. I will be okay. And it was the last four picks. But thankfully, the quarterback that we like, especially I do, uh, did not go. We got Matt Stafford in the tenth round, fourth pick. Uh, hey, I've, I've already talked about Stafford, so I'm not gonna rehash it. It it, it pays to wait for quarterbacks. We've yeah. been able to solidify our running backs, our receivers. We've got our starting th- tight end. I see Matt Stafford as a guy with maybe QB 10 floor, QB 5, QB 4 potentially, depending on injuries, upside. And and his so. his ADP in this was at way down at 125. Yeah. So. And uh, we, end up, we end up getting him, uh, again, middle of the – well, beginning of the 10th. So that's about – Pretty much, pretty much ADP, but we thought that... No, it was about 110, one, one, one or something like that. Yeah, around there. Anyways, after Stafford went Jameson Crowder, Tony Pollard, John Brown, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Sterling Shepard. So this is where we started to see some of the rookie wide receivers go off the board. Carson Wentz and Aaron Rodgers to finish out the 10th. Then one of the guys that we were hoping for uh, at the next pick, Boston Scott, went at the beginning of the 11th. Uh, talked about him last week, like, like his receiving upside. Uh, we'll, and then we'll go on to uh, Jalen Rager, Rieger, Rager, uh, and then another guy that we were hoping for, Anthony Miller, uh, followed by Golden Tate, Rob Gronkowski, eh. uh, <laughs> Daryl Henderson, uh, Sammy Watkins, who was another guy that we were hoping for. Like a lot of guys that we were hoping would fall to us based on their ADP, ended up going in between our picks. Noah Fant went right after that and came back to us at the ninth spot in the 11th round. So we took another tight end here. Uh, we ended up going with two, two tight ends in this draft, two solid tight ends uh, who we think are going to have great seasons. And we went with another Detroit Lion, TJ Hawkinson. So as I said earlier, it takes probably two, three years for uh, these players to break out, uh, these tight ends to break out. So... Um, we we wanted TJ to solidify our tight end core, yeah. and we've got our two tight ends. We're we're ready to go. We've also got a wicked Detroit stack, very cheap Detroit very, stack, very cheap Detroit stack, and uh, Jones, Stafford, and Hawkinson. Yeah. Uh, so here's where we actually started seeing the uh, defenses come off the board. Uh, we waited another six seven rounds here before we took our defense, but the Steelers defense went uh first over yeah. um over the Niners who which I, I, I was kind of surprised yeah but uh don't be worried don't be don't be afraid the guy who drafted the Steelers defense the, <laughs> on his very next pick drafted the Niners defense true so I, I don't know what was going on there but uh, not something I'm, I'm down for um so we end up seeing uh Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Jackson go after the Steelers uh, <laughs> best ball machine 
uh, Dallas Goddard, Daniel yep. Jones, Janu uh, Smith, Niners, and then um, we San said, Francisco. hey, let's take um, yeah, let, let's let's take our another running or uh, receiver here, um, yep. in uh, Justin Jefferson, um, mini stack with uh, yeah. Kirk Cousins, who we got a little bit later. Yep. And um, I'm I'm happy with it. I think he's going to do great, especially I, I was, in a big I was very happy ball. with it too. Uh, uh, followed by um, Rashad Perriman, Cam Newton, Tom Brady, Duke Johnson, Chase Edmonds, Robbie Anderson, A.J. Dillon, Curtis Samuel, Preston Williams, Carlos Hyde, and then we had some more running backs starting to come off the board. Quarterbacks. Oh, That's, my goodness. What, three times? Three times now I've done that. Figure it out. Three <laughs> quarterbacks coming off the board in Mayfield, Burrow, and Goff. Um, Blake Jarwin went after uh, that with uh, Nikhil Harry and then another quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. We were really hoping for We were for really t- hoping for Tannehill yeah. at this spot and it really hurt when he was sniped from us. Yeah. Um but we're we're okay with the running back that we did get at uh yeah. So this was our first round. running back taken since the third round. So we waited 10 rounds before taking our next running back. We ended up getting Justin Jackson uh who is the backup to Austin Eckler. Bust of the year. Bust of the year Austin Eckler. Uh so who because we believe in that bust, we figured, why not get the next one up in Justin Jackson? He's yep. got uh, some history in Los Angeles, and we've seen him perform pretty well uh, when he has taken over that leadish back role. Um, and plus, he's this is his third year in the league, I believe. Yep. So we we could totally see him uh, as a potential breakout this season. After Justin Jackson, we saw Jack Doyle, Paris Campbell, Ian Thomas, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Gibson, and Ryquel Armstead go. Uh, and then it came to our next pick. Yeah, our next pick, uh, we end up with uh, Naeem Hines here. Um, and I'm, I, I, wasn't too, I wasn't too thrilled about it. Um, but Matt, again, Matt talked me into it. It was, it was really no one else that uh, we liked at this spot. Um, so we end up going with Heinz. Uh, um, he's going to be in the same backfield as Jonathan Taylor. He's probably going to be catching a lot of the. You've also got Marlon Mack. It's just a very crowded backfield. Yeah, well, it's, I still think Jonathan Taylor's the main guy there, yeah. but they have talked about using Heinz in the passing game yeah, a lot more. Game, and for sure. You know, we could see an Austin Eckler type of role for uh, Naheem Hines this season. Yeah, our, ne- our next pick, we were uh, starting to look at uh, getting a defense here. Um, the next, <laughs> we were actually sniped on our defense pick. Uh, although, I mean, it was yep. just a defense, so we, we weren't too upset about it. Uh, it happens. Um, and that is actually what led us. Uh, it was, well, my, our defense pick here was actually supposed to be the uh, Buffalo Bills. But we ended up going we with quarterback. Ended up going with the with our second quarterback. and uh, Not running back? No, not running back. I said it right this time. Hey, went with our second quarterback in Kirk Cousins. Um, so I'm not entirely sad about that uh, Buffalo Bills uh, being sniped, and we're not going to be up, we're not going to be upset about a defense being sniped. I wanted so. Rivers, but I had my pick in Gasicki earlier. So <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's the leverage I had there. I said you got this, exactly. you got Gasicki. Yeah, we're taking we're taking Kirk here. Uh, <laughs> some notable players in between those last two picks: Michael Pittman, Brandon Ayuk. Anthony McFarland, not too many others. Devonta Freeman, who's a free agent right Never, now. Fifteenth yeah, round for De, uh, for Devonta Freeman. Gardner uh, Minshew, meh. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald is a 
catch catching machine. <laughs> He's also forty. Hey, ten. Hey, he can get ten passes for eighty yards. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so with our next pick, we ended up going with Lavisca Chanel. We were looking at Denzel Mims, but he went right after Cousins. Uh, there's not too many uh, threats in the Jacksonville uh, passing or receiving core. Uh, other than DJ Chark, who is a volume hog. But if anyone's going to break out as the wide receiver two, we thought it was LaVisca Chanel, the rookie. Uh, so that, that's why we went with him. Uh, it was more of my pick than Miles. I think Miles wanted uh, Muhammad Sanu, but I, I did want Sanu he just and, got uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I, so. I, I was hoping for a Sanu later on in the in the draft, and uh, Sanu actually ended up going second to last, yep. which is fine. I'm not upset that we didn't get him. I just, I just think he can do okay. But. We were also thinking about defense here, but New England and Chicago both went off the board, and we figured the first six defenses were like the ones to target, so we didn't well, mind too much. Some other picks, uh, picks of note between uh, – our next two picks, it uh, wasn't really a whole lot here. You got Josh Antonio Kelly. Brown went. Antonio Brown did go. Um, Middle of two the 16th picks, round. Yeah, two picks after our pick of Chano. Um, again, like I said earlier, I might, though. <laughs> <laughs> I might take. I might have a one percent share of Brown in yeah. in my uh, in my best ball drafts. This was not the one. Rivers ended up going at the end of the 16th, who I had wanted in the 15th. We were considering taking uh, Rivers at 17 here if he did drop to us. Yeah, we ended up, we ended up taking our uh, first defense in the uh, very underrated, very, uh, yeah. sleeperish, sleeperish Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, we don't like their division really for uh, in terms of their defense. However, last season uh, I believe they were in the top ten uh, defenses, and they made a couple well, additions. I guess, this I guess they had to be with uh, Jameis throwing the ball away every chance he got. No kidding, eh? All right, uh, uh, they're they're a very high scoring defense. They, so they they, they, ha- they had quite a few touchdowns last year. So we're hoping that that translates, but doesn't always, as many of us know in the <laughs> fantasy community. Especially defenses, you never know. Yeah, exactly. Defenses are almost as crazy as those Patriots running backs. Yeah. So um, we we end up going with a, in our next pick with um with a defense who has a a, a better division yes um, in the Philadelphia Eagles so to round out our our, our defenses um we're set there um I'm 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 okay with what either of these D's are gonna get us throughout the year yeah they're gonna average probably eight or nine points a week yeah I I would hope so <laughs> I hope so if we're picking them. Like. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, so after that, a uh, couple notable picks in between. You saw John Ross and T. Higgins going the 18th round. Steven Sims, Corey Davis, if he's still relevant. We were talking about Corey Davis. We had this conversation. We were thinking with our last pick. With just our last to- pick, let's just go with Corey Davis. Because you remember the times when all everyone's like, oh, well, geez, there are people who took Corey Davis in the first round. In some leagues, in rookie drafts, in, maybe. Well, well, yes, in rookie drafts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and and how did that? No fare? He was like fare? a third or fourth overall pick. Of course, he's gonna like in the NFL draft. Yes, yes. Of course, they're gonna and, take and him. How did, and how did that fare for, for them? Like, he not too well. Did, he did nothing. So yeah, we talked about it, but he he went before us, and we ended up yeah. getting our our third and final quarterback because you do want to have three quarterbacks in a best ball. Yeah. Um. In in Ryan Fitzmagic Patrick here. Yeah. So. <laughs> We talked about this. We're not sure if Tua ends up having a redshirt year or if he ends up getting thrown into the mix. Uh, in that division, there's a lot of tough defenses in New England, Buffalo, and even the Jets have a decent defense this year. Uh, so 
if if Tua does get into the mix, then so be it. But we were okay uh, early on taking uh, Fitzmagic for the value that he can provide early on. Exactly. Yep. And uh, that's the second last round, so we're not really missing out on anything here. Exactly. Uh, to close out our draft, we end up going with another Ravens um, player who does have some boomer bust potential and quite the potential well, wide receiver two on the Ravens. Potential wide receiver two on the Ravens, which. It's the second year in the league. It is is sad for the Ravens. Uh, yeah. Um, pass well, catchers, well, right? Well, they're a run-first team anyway, so I'm not really concerned. But well, Miles we went Boykin. with Miles Boykin. So we now have the wide receiver one and two on Baltimore. <laughs> we have the top two receivers. We have the top two receivers on Baltimore. But Baltimore we didn't get Mark Ravens. Andrews. So, I mean, he's really the number one or two receiver right there. <laughs> we got um, the top two wide receivers. Yes. Yes. So, uh, I I'm 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 happy with that pick anyway. Yeah. Um, Tua, Tua, Tua Tagovailoa. Tag, Have another one. Yeah, ended up going um, and in the fifth last there because uh, we mentioned uh, Fitzpatrick earlier. Um, that's uh, oh, and uh, the Mr. Kyle Rudolph, <laughs> poor guy, his fall Ugh. from fame, hey. Fall from grace. Fall from grace, poor guy. I I still like him, but uh, I'm not I don't. drafting him. I don't. He's, he's he's a good guy. Um, so that sure uh, that wraps up our um, our best ball draft uh, through uh, BB tens here. Um, so, so if, if anyone if anyone would li- uh, would would like to check it out, it's up uh, it's up on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, we'll we'll get it up on Instagram as well. There yep. with that's uh, uh, just a little screenshot of, it, of the whole draft board. So, so uh, check we'll it out. We'll make sure that we highlight our team. We'll team definitely nine. highlight our team. We are team nine, yep. uh, but we'll highlight it for you. So just to review quickly, quarterbacks, we had Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, running backs, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jackson, and Naheem Hines. Wide receivers, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Marquise Brown, uh, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, Justin Jefferson, LaVisca Cheneau and Miles Boykin. We should have went with the Cleveland Browns and Antonio Brown as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got enough Browns on our team. Then uh, defense, Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. Yeah, um, I, I feel pretty good about it. Um, looking at it against the uh, the rest of the league here, I, I think we're definitely a top three team. Um, re- feeling really bad for Team 5 and his 0RB strategy. Yeah. And uh, how it Poor guy. really didn't work out with him. But uh, the running backs, he did end up with uh, James White, Sonny Michelle, Matt Breida. Duke Johnson, Devontae Freeman, Jamal Williams, and Chris Thompson. Uh, uh, all the best. Uh, all, the best. all the best, Team 5. So, so anyways, thanks for... That's going to be the end of our show. Thanks for listening and tuning in. We are available on Spotify and Stitcher Premium now. Uh, we are still waiting on Google to approve yeah, us. Google just really loves our podcast. They want to keep listening to it over and over Obviously. again and be the only ones who ever hear it. Yeah. And then uh, Apple Podcasts should be coming up by the time that this podcast is released. So you should be able to listen to us there as well. And we we have links on our uh, Twitter, our Facebook, and our Instagram feeds. So follow us there. All right, guys. Stay frosty. Stay frosty. <laughs>